Hey, it's Jen. Welcome to Do I Have My Shit Together? Absolutely not, but I'm still trying. I'm here with my lovely and wonderful co-host, Michael. Hi. How are you? Pretty good. Are we holding it together? For the most part. <laughs> We're on day 756 on, uh, it feels like, of the uh, the global pandemic. Um, But, you know. As the show says, we're still trying, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're, uh, we're, today, we actually get to uh, interview a friend of ours, uh, Frank Gurton from the band Craving Strange. He's uh, the guitar player. I'm sure most of the people who listen to this show already know who he is, but um, he's somebody who uh, inspires us. I think that's kind of the the whole... Um, one of the one of the themes we kind of put together here for this this podcast is is bring people on with inspiring stories and uh, you know eventually we're gonna get to um, you know different points of view and stuff but um, I think the the positivity in this one is actually really important and really cool and we get to speak to Frank pretty candidly about his uh, his struggles with addiction and being a recovering addict and uh, being clean and overcoming those obstacles and stuff. Okay, great. I can't wait to speak to him. Let's get this rolling. Let's do it. So when, when Jen was putting this together and we kind of like the first, the first episode, we sort of had a concept and then we were kind of like, okay, well, this is the concept we want to go with, with like, you know, and bringing people on with like inspiring stories and, you know, interesting points of view and stuff like that like you came right to mind because so for those of you who don't know frank is one of the one of our great friends uh longtime friends from the uh, music (laughs) he's the guitar player of craving strange and uh also has a really interesting backstory and you know everybody everybody knows that he's straight edge and we want to kind of give him the floor to kind of explain why he is and uh you know kind of your your past struggles with uh with uh, substances and you know it's an inspiring story because here you are what what is it now 15 years uh well uh, it's 14 yeah i in february uh february 2nd i celebrated uh my 14th year yeah so mm-hmm. you've been 14 years clean uh, with, uh, you know, probably a guy who's, whose blood actually runs uh, Jameson. And, uh, you know. <laughs> who would that be? <laughs> who, who might that be? <laughs> he, I, I, was, I told him that you were going to be on soon, and he was like, oh, I got to listen. So that's his shout out. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, like, uh, you know, you're, you're, in a, you're in a band that's, uh, you know, well anybody who's in a band is 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 really when you're when you've struggled with substances and stuff you're surrounded by it all the time and here you are like i said 15 years later and you know i've known you for probably over 10 years yeah and you know you here you are you're thriving you know it's I, i'm sure you've you've had your ups and downs but you know kind of you want to take us back to like you know where it all started oh boy um i kind of it's funny because when i talk about um i'm, I'm gonna talk uh, like not the craving strange frank not the i don't know not the uh not the frank that um it, it's just it's just me it's not frank jr it's not frank gerton uh esquire <laughs> you know it's just me and um my recovery is um it's so personal. It was, it's such a personal journey, you know? Um, I didn't realize when I first got clean, uh, how personal it, it, it could be like, or how it is now, like how personal I would take it, how personally I would take it. Um, I thought at first I needed to just stop during the week so I could use successfully on the weekends. That was the first goal, you know, of getting clean. Um, but how old, you live, were you, you 
how old were you when you first kind of realized that, you know, this was like an issue for you? Um, well, what happened, what happened was just a little backtrack. Um, I, I live, I feel, I feel like I lived a bunch of different type of lives, right? It's weird. Like when you hit like a certain age, um, I won't mention my age because, you know, I'm still 21 and everyone's a uh, gleaming eye. Um, I feel like I lived a bunch of lives. Like one part of my life was like from like birth to like when I was 16, you know, I felt like I, I had like, you know, um, a different whole pathway, you know, mom and dad and, uh, you know, a whole different life. And then my, my dad was like, I, you know, he was like my champ. He was like, he was the guy, he was like my best friend. and um, the, the go-to person, the rock of the family, he worked and, uh, every, every day he, he did what he could for his family. He believed he had values, he had respect. Um, he taught me all that stuff, like from early on till now, not till now, till when I was 16. Um, you know, he was, I, I, I learned so much from my dad, uh, in 16 years that I, I think I, I would have with any, I don't know. It's like, it was, I just learned a lot. Um, and that relationship was very, very personal to me. Uh, my mom and I are, you know, tied too. She, you know, thank God she's, you know, alive and doing her thing. You know, she's, you know, she's, she's, she's great. My dad and I had a different relationship. It was like a whole different ball game. Long story short, um, I came home from school one day. Um, now, mind you, like when I was six, you know, sixteen um, and under, <laughs> I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink. I had no desire to, um, to get high. You know. I, I didn't think of those things. Um, I didn't know what they were. Like I saw my brother who was older, like do stupid stuff, like, you know, get high and get arrested multiple times. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's not what I want for me. You know, it's, that doesn't seem too appealing. You know, um, I liked music. I liked kiss. I liked, you know, uh, spitting ketchup out of my mouth in the, in the, in the school uh, cafeteria and scaring the crap out of everyone because they didn't know at that time that it was kiss, you know, but I did, you know, um, <laughs> So I, I was into like different things, not really drugs and alcohol, you know, at that time. The thing was, is that when I was 16, I was in high school and I came home from school uh, and my dad that day, it was funny. He never took a day off a day in his life, ever, like ever. Um, the one day he took off, it was a Monday and, and, I, and, I, and I got up late for, uh, for school that morning on accident. And, uh, you know, he was home and uh, I, I didn't know he was home. I thought I was going to skate out of like getting out of like, you know, cutting class. <laughs> we had this intercom that he built in the house. It was funny. Uh, he pressed a button and it would be like, it would make this annoying noise. It'd be like <laughs> in the whole house. And he would be like, son, are you? he knew like how to get, get me. Um, <laughs> I like to, how to press the buttons. Like I do it to Frankie now. It's great. But um, you hear the noise <laughs> and uh, he'd be like, son, you know, you have school and then and then i'd have to reach up and press the button and answer and uh, i'd be like oh can i just stay home and he'd be like Boop. <laughs> i'd be like uh he'd, he'd say um uh i'll give you a ride to school and we leave in 10 minutes if not you're walking but you're going to school so i got up i threw some pants on and you know off we went um and in the car ride to school he asked me a question about my report card Another thing I learned early on was how to scheme. Um, my report card, I took out of the mail a couple of days before it got to my parents' hands because maybe my grades weren't the greatest at the time and I didn't want to upset them uh, or get hurt in any way <laughs> physically. Um, he knew I swiped it. So I, I, admit, I confessed to it. I was like, yeah, you know, he's like, and, and he was like, he said to me, he goes, I'm, he never yelled. He never, you know, through, through things. He never did. Anything. He just, he just said, I'm, I'm really disappointed. And that word was like, Whoa, that was like pretty deep. But what did I do at 16? I'm like a punk. I'm like, um, you know, bratty. I was, uh, I, 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 I argued my point back with him. Like, you know, like he was wrong and I was right. Well, you get defensive. Right. You got yeah, a little very, That's so normal because you knew you got caught and it's yeah. kind of Yeah, like, oh, but you know, at 16 years old, you don't, you don't, you know, you think you know better, you know, and, and you think you, you got one on your parents and, you, and, and they know better, you know, like we, like last time, you know. Um, so when I got to school, I was like still carrying on and, and acting like a, you know, a 16 year old and, you know, I, I, I shut the door 
to his car and I just walked away and went to class and I didn't even say goodbye. I just was like, ah, whatever, you know? And I heard him say, as I shut the door, right as the door closed, he said, I love you. But I shut the door on him and I left. When I got home from school that day, um, it was quiet. There was no one home, I thought, but I saw my dad's car. Um, he used to hang out in the basement and he had like a little workbench and he used to like make things and like, you know, he was pretty creative. And I saw the light down on in the basement when I got in the kitchen. Uh, so I thought, all right, he's home. And I was, I went up to my room and uh, I got changed. I had a part-time job that I had to get ready for. So I got ready, came downstairs to look for him and see him. So I went downstairs to the basement. Now the basement stairs had like a hallway like this, right? So when you walk down the stairs, every step that you walk down, you couldn't see anything until you got to the final step. Then you could see the basement. It was weird. When I got to the final step, um, I looked down and I saw my dad. Uh, so he uh, had a brain aneurysm uh, and he died. So that afternoon, uh, that uh, around one o'clock uh, is when he died. Um, so he was in the house alone for a long time. Um, so the thing is from that point on, I felt pain that I never felt before. I felt feelings that I never felt before, um, loss, all these things. And I didn't know how to handle it. Um, especially not at 16 years old for never handling something like picture, like getting thrown into like something. It's like, dude, figure it out. And your life depends on it. The rest of your life is going to be like molded because of what you're just learned. So. It was a rough, it was a rough time. Um, fast forward to uh, some, some, some gatherings with some friends. I think it was like, it was like mid 16 or whatever. Um, I was hanging out with some people and they, and they were smoking a, a, a bowl, they called it at the time. They were passing a bowl around in the parking lot of a friendlies. <laughs> uh, and I'm in the back seat and I knew these guys, I'm friends with them, you know, and, and I, I didn't have any interest in that stuff, but my friend, tapped me on the arm. He's like, yo, man, want, you know, you want to try? And I just did it. I just, I didn't even think I didn't even, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't even think I was just like, yeah, sure. Why not? What, what do I got to lose? And I took a hit of a bowl and anyone who is listening doesn't know what a bowl is. It's not for cereal. Um, it is, uh, well, we all know what it is. So that was the first time I got high. That was the first time I realized the pain could be masked. I didn't feel the pain for my dad's loss. I didn't feel the pain from anything else. I didn't feel anything. I felt something I didn't feel before. I felt different. Um, and I thought that that was the key. So that was my starting point for using drugs. Uh, and it escalated to a lot of things right after that. Um, it quickly, uh, you know, it got to a point where, um, where you asked me, um, what I needed, when did I know I needed help? Right. Like yeah. when I, when I know, okay. So the second I took that first hit, I knew I needed help. You know, that voice in your head, you know, you, you can't not listen. You cannot hear it because it's your own voice. It's your own. It's you. Yeah. It's not someone else. It's not the TV. It's not a radio. It's you. You can't turn it off in my head. That instantly I took that hit. I was like, I'm in trouble but I just went for it and I just continued. And, um, so yeah, I was 16 when I first got high 16 when I first realized I had a problem. Hmm. Um, but I didn't realize how deep it got until I got into the program of NA, which is, uh, you know, which is the program that saved my life. So. So how old yeah. were you when you got into NA? Um, I, it was 1997 was the first meeting I was ever introduced. I ever went to a friend of mine who became my sponsor. Um, I was working in a restaurant. I was a waiter uh, and I was working in a restaurant and um, I was really, really messed up that I was like taking orders and, you know, going to the bathroom and chugging Heineken's. I remember like they had the, the, the ice container of Heineken's. Um, the, uh, the ice container, like where the sink is filled with ice and Heinegan's for customers. But I had the bottle opener. So I'm like, you know, one for you, two for me, one, you know, like I was that mode. And uh, the bathroom was like right next to the sink. 
So I would go in and out and I would, and I would drink and I would, you know, I would, I was popping pills. I was doing all kinds of, not pills. I was doing, um, a lot of other stuff like bad stuff. Um, and I went to a table where my friend was sitting at where I first met him and uh, I was taking an order. I was like, and madame, what would you, he was, I was so stupid. Um, and madame, what would you, uh, what would you like for dinner? And she told me, the order. I says, and sir, what would you like? And the sir was, it was, it was a woman. So I screwed up and she was insulted and uh, it was a whole big thing. And um, my friend heard it. And later on that night, he pulled me on the side. We sat at the table and he asked me some questions. He was like, 10 years into Narcotics Anonymous way before I even knew anything about what Narcotics Anonymous was. Like he was like clean and you know, he was a deadhead. He still is, but like he followed the dead and did all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, you know, now he is, he's happy and clean and uh, has a life and enjoying it without drugs and alcohol. Um, so he said to me, um, you know, do you think you have a problem? And I just broke down and I couldn't, I don't know why I just broke down. I told him everything. And he said, well, what do you want to do about your problem? And I'm like, anything? And he goes, anything? I'm like, yeah. So he, that Tuesday, he brought me to uh, a meeting in Freeport uh, called Peaceful Feelings. I walked up the stairs to this like really adjacent crazy building uh, that I never uh, seen before. I even knew existed. Um, walked in and people were like, right before the meeting started, people were like, you know, hugging each other. And like, it was, it was like something out of like, uh, something I've never seen before, you know, like, but there was a lot of, warmth a lot of uh sincerity a lot of uh peace um in that room connection and community it was beautiful it was it, it really was the best it was the best experience of my life that first meeting um so yeah so i was 1997 i was introduced to na i just for i got some clean time i had about like four and a half five years clean i bounced in and out a little bit i got a little cocky got a little complacent and then i relapsed um, relapsed hard where I was rushed to the emergency room, uh, pumped my stomach, uh, yada, yada, yada. The doctor said, uh, when I came out of con, when I woke up, he goes, uh, you know, I'm surprised you're still alive after all the stuff we pumped out of your stomach. Someone's looking out for you. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, wow, someone's looking out for me. It must be my dad. And then I thought about it. I have, I have a son. I, Frankie was like five months old. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I going to do to this kid? Am I going to do to him intentionally, unfortunately, like what was done to me? Like my dad split, like he was, he died when I was 16. Like that, that hurt, that sucked. That pain was terrible. And why would I ever want to do that to, 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 to my first child? Um, so that was the day I got humble. I got honest. And I reached out to someone and I've been clean ever since. It's awesome. So, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a long bumpy road of different avenues that I've been on and taken and, um, you know, setbacks, like you said, we all have them. Um, it happens. Yeah. But, um, today I, I, I'm proud to, I'm proud to be part of that. What's called, uh, the no matter what club, uh, it's no matter what we don't use, uh, just no matter what matter what happens epidemic epidemic i can never say that word right um deaths um you know lose your job lose your girlfriend mm -hmm. we don't use that's what i was going to ask you actually because even through now and just like you know we've seen you we've known you a while we've seen you go through different things like what has helped you to stay on track because even right now things are really a whole other level of stress like what has kept you on the path um hmm well, what's always, always, always been the best tools that I could pull from, like the most, the most important tools that you could pull from when you're, um, when you get some clean time or when you spend some time in meetings. I used to go to meetings, don't forget, like for 14 years, I, 13 of those years, I, believe, I made meetings almost every day. Uh, one time, you know, sometimes twice a day, like on a Sunday, I'll go to like to a morning meeting and then the afternoon meeting or a night meeting, whatever. But I made a lot of meetings. I went to conventions. I went to, um, you know, different meetings in different areas. Um, when one type of meeting I felt wasn't good, like I felt uncomfortable, I went to a men's meeting, uh, in Hempstead, 
Uh, I had 30 days clean. It was, it was in a Brawley park. It was a gymnasium. It was like, I walked in and you know, it was, I was the only white dude there. And I walked in and it was like raw, you know, it was like, you know, recovery. It was like this whole big thing. It was like so passionate. And so, um, it was so inspiring because all these guys had like decades clean. They were like in it. They were not, um, they weren't into the, let's sound good for just what we sound like. They were like really passionate about like their recovery and they took it really serious. And here I am, I walked in, you know, um, I had to earn my spot there, you know, and I wanted to. And that meeting is what has kept me clean um, for 14 years because when I'm feeling like, you know, oh man, everyone's drinking. I wish I could drink or, oh man, my life is crumbling because my girlfriend and I broke up or, um, you know, my son is, 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 is got health issues or whatever. Um, what I've learned through all those meetings that I went to through that meeting and the meeting is called raw recovery at work. Um, what I learned from those guys was that a, no matter what we don't use and B, um, you know, keep it simple. Um, the little things that are huge that I kind of like hold on to every day. Don't forget where you came from. Um, you know, slogans, um, keep coming back, like anything. Um, so like right now, like what I'm, I've been struggling with, um, obviously the stresses of what's going on and the stresses of trying to keep my job, the stresses of trying to keep my son happy and healthy and, um, pay bills and, you know, all the things that we, it's called life on life's terms. You know, this is what is thrown into all of us. Um, I'm just, I pull from what I've learned in the 14 years of being in NA and in the recovery at work program. Um, I, I, the people, the guys I met, the experiences that I've heard, the sharing, the, the deep commitment, I could never, I, and they say, don't ever say never cause it could happen. It's totally true, but I will never, ever, ever use again because it it's once you know you can't not know once you learn you can't unlearn you know and if i got high now i would just what would it, what would it, what would i accomplish you know what would it what would it do um it would only bring me probably um it would i would probably die you know and then what would that leave everybody else you know i, I i'm not going to give jim that out to get another guitar player for Craving Strange because <laughs> of my stupidity relapsing. It's not going to happen. Uh, he's not going to get rid of me that quickly. Uh, you know, so he's stuck with me. Um, my son, he, he, he needs a dad, you know? I mean, I got full custody of my kids since he's four. Um, and he needs his dad, you know, even though he's 15 and he's got, he's like, dad, I got it. I know what I'm doing. Uh, he, he needs his, you know, he needs his dad, you know? Um, I have beautiful people in my life today that matter so much to me more than, and I'm so appreciative because of all the setbacks that I've had, I've learned to appreciate so much of what I have now, if that makes any sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So like using over, um, uh, a broken or failed friendship or relationship or a failure, uh, at any point in life, listen, everyone has ups and downs. Everyone is going to go through something. A storm is a brewing. They told me. What are you going to do? How's your foundation when the storm hits you? Because everyone gets a turn. So this is our turn. This is the world's turn right now in one shot. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So what about music? Um, how is, has that helped you at all? It's like, it seems like you're very involved. I think just a little in our bit. Community. And I love music. I, it's music is, um, Music is the one thing I could honestly say that out of, out of the um, all the years of being on this planet, the one thing that I remember the I was like four, and I heard uh, <laughs> I heard a, uh, a guitar solo in my brother's room, and I would have any like a stereo, a huge old fashioned you know stereo old fashioned like God, um, and he was playing a record. It was a Kiss record, and it was uh, Ace Frehley's guitar solo he was playing. I was like. What is that? From that point on, music's been my thing. Um, it's always been my thing. Like not just playing guitar and, and 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 being on stage and stuff like that. That's that's beautiful, but that's like music is very like spiritual 
you know i can put on a record and and or or any band um and and feel a connection of where i felt at the time and then how i feel now and kind of like feel at peace you know music's huge part of my life it's like the the air that we breathe you know that's to me that's music so i'm just very lucky that i get a chance to like play it like in front of people and you know show people like um what i'm so happy to 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 do you know so yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah dude it's uh and uh i'm lucky enough that i've actually had frank do some stuff with me yeah we did some cool stuff man i did some stuff with you too we 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 we, i would i would love that you know put the stuff out that you guys did i've been bothering you guys about it playing playing at least one of the songs you wrote they're so good yeah we're in quarantine we got we got it you know what you got a recording rig now though right what's that you got a recording rig now i yeah <laughs> i went i went a little overboard like always i, I got a i got no. i got pretty much every means of to record everything um right before i went to the hospital in february i um the goal was when i got out of the hospital with the band was to go um the guys would record uh, the guitars bass and drums which is what they did right and then when i got out of the hospital i would go record my guitars for some like new craving strange songs that we that we wrote three of them um you know when i got out of the hospital then everything happened with the coronavirus i you know obviously everything got on hold but the good news is all the equipment and all the software that i have uh and fixed up uh they sent me the tracks uh so i've been working on um putting down some guitar solos uh, and then sending them back and forth to Caggiano and, uh, yeah. and Jim. And so I've been doing that. That's been great. And I, I even just finished up making a video for our YouTube channel, um, highlighting one of the solos for uh, Ashes, our brand new song, Ashes. So, so you're going to do like a, uh, like a playthrough video kind of thing? Yeah. I, uh, I, it's, we're doing a lot of YouTube content now. Um, Jim's doing gr- some great series uh, work. He's, we're creating, our goal is to like create content, yeah. you know, um, be more of a content brand type band than, you know, cause we all, you know, touring and all that stuff. We've done it. Um, I don't really think that that's the goal in mind now at this stage of our career. Like we've been together for so long. Like, what do we do? Do we continue the same thing or we try different avenues and this avenue of creating content and, um, you know, trying different things, uh, is where we're at. So, um, yeah, so I made this video and we're going to release it, I think next week. Uh, it's going to be, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. Cause I saw, I saw Jim did the, uh, will this sound good acoustic? Yeah. So he'll pick some. Yeah. He's been doing some really cool stuff. He's been taking the lead on, on not lead, but he, he taking the, like the initiative to make all these videos and be more present, um, on social media and stuff like that. And, um, I think it's great. I think he's like doing a really amazing job while like, you know, I'm in here like trying to like figure out how to like fix everything Frank world related and, he, and, and, you know, Monty and, and Chris are doing the same thing. They're jumping on board and um, putting things together the best way they know how. And, you know, everyone's really come together in this band and I, I'm, I'm, I could be proud of my brothers any more than I already am, you know, than I am today, you know. I, I also heard a hot rumor about, uh, Monty maybe reading some literature uh, as a part of his video series stuff. Yeah, I think it's um like a Lord of the Rings type look. I think he's going to go for like that big Gandalf the Grey beard or uh, like some wizardry type hat on or maybe like a Goldilocks look. I don't know. Like we're 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 going to we're going to make some some cool stuff for Monty. He's got some pretty cool. All the guys in the band have like really great ideas um for for doing some cool stuff, so um, I'm actually going to create a, a series, um, once this is all said and done, um, about, uh, you know, like about my recovery and about like not craving strange life, but more or less about like story, little small s- stories of, uh, certain things that have impacted me and how I got through them. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that will help, uh, one or none, but it'll, maybe it'll help someone understand a little bit more, you know? Yeah, man. Uh, um, well, w- w- we wanted to have, you know, why I wanted to where I was like, yeah, we got to get Frank on here is because you're, you're relatively open about, you know, your, your recovery and that kind of stuff and the, the raw uh, meetings and, and whatnot. But, uh, but I feel like uh, nobody, nobody's really heard the story. And uh, I feel like maybe a lot of people around here take uh, 
take it for granted, like take where you came from for granted. And I think it's kind of important that they know as well, like, hey, this is this is me. This is this is what you went through. I know you're not like looking for it or anything like that, but you know, I, I think that it's uh, I think it's super important that people know uh, your story. And I think that you can help people more by, you know, the fact that you're opening up here and you're going to be opening up, you said, you know, uh, on YouTube, I think that, I think that's gonna, I think that's going to be huge. I think it's going to be awesome. And uh, well, you're going to help a lot of people that way. I, I really, I think so. The, I know the, so. The, the, the thing that when I, when I, when I remember when I told you that I relapsed and I had like a lot of time and then I relapsed and I came back into the meetings, the thing that feared me the most was when I came back the first meeting, I thought, uh, they're going to like judge me. They're going to say, Oh yeah, mister, you got clean. And all of a sudden you cocky and you know, you know, and, and like judge me and make me feel bad. But that couldn't have been the most opposite thing of what actually happened. When I walked back into the first meeting, when I relapsed, you know, and I said to everyone, I was like, Oh, I don't need you guys. You know, you guys are crazy. I'm fine. Um, you guys are the one who are addicts. I'm not an addict. You know, I'm fine. Um, that's a disease of addiction in my head telling me that I'm fine, but I'm not, you know, because it's my own voice. Very convincing. When I walked in, I was hugged again. I was greeted. It was just like I never left. And it was home. So, you know, if I could share a little bit of 14 years of anything um, and someone who I don't know or know is like, hmm. and they think maybe just a little bit differently about maybe their things that they're doing. You know, I've never been one to preach. I've never been one to say, Hey, this works for me. It's got to work for you. I've never done that. I don't do it to anyone. Um, because I, I never liked it when someone does that to me, you know, like, uh, you know, do it my way. Yeah. Well, you know, of course I got to do it the program's way mm -hmm. because that's why, you know, people, that's how people stay clean. You know, you live by the program, um, not by the individual. You listen to the message, not the messenger. Um, the message is hope. The promise is freedom. So yeah, I get a little sentimental, but it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a personal journey. And, uh, if I can help anyone, that's I will. Awesome. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I really appreciate you being so honest and candid, and um, that's what we're doing on this podcast too. Because you don't realize getting hearing what's going on in somebody's head and the truth of what they've been through, you don't know how much that will really help. Even if, like you said, if it's one person, yeah, uh, relating to you know, what you say, or I've been there, or I've lost a parent, and this is how I dealt with it. Oh, I'm doing the same thing. Like you don't know. Like you could change somebody's life. And I just really appreciate you being so genuine and open about it. Thank you. No problem. I love you guys. And whatever I can do to help anyone, you know me, I'll do it. <laughs> so right. I appreciate you guys like letting me come on and like, you know, let me be part of, uh, I, I love, first off, I love being part of your world every day because you guys are my family. My, my, you know, we've, 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 we've grown together, you know, we've grown like, look at my spirit. We've, We've grown together. Yeah, you know what? I actually, I, I, I uh, had to get rid of the uh, the little beard notebook journal that you gave me, though. Oh, why? Yeah. Uh, because there was like stuff that spilt on it, and oh, I'll get you. I have ten more. I'll, I'll, I'll mail you a bunch. Don't worry about it. Hey, <laughs> Keisha, I'm, I'm growing mine back. I, I, I did a little uh, three a.m. Uh, insomnia shave, which yeah, I don't recommend. Yeah, Joe Exotic going on over yeah, there. I don't, I don't recommend anyone to do that ever. <laughs> you know, think before you shave, kids. You know, or just but. don't shave. <laughs> well, well, Kim, Kim is not too keen on uh, the fact that I'm growing this back. She likes the dimple here, and and and, uh -huh. and she's cute about it. She's like, you know, oh, you look, I love it. I love it. it looks great on you. I love the beard. But I like your face shave. You know, it's like, oh man, like I want to. I'm not shaving. Never shaving. I'm going to Gandalf beard back, and maybe I'll shave. I don't know. I love her to death, so maybe she gets. You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I, I mean, you have all that beard product, so I know, I know. There's no expiration date on it, so it's good. So it'll it'll last for a while. You were the one, Frank was the one who taught you, I told you, like, he was having trouble with his beard and skin. I think I told him to go and ask you, like, what to do. <laughs> well, I did. I did. That when, is that when yeah. it was? Because he was getting, like, very dry red patches. 
and like I was like, go to Frank. You know, the 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 beard was itchy and stuff like that. And I I had like the short beard for a long time, and then uh, you were in that beard phase. So she's like, you should ask Frank. And and I finally did. I was like, Frank, I I need some beauty uh, advice. And you helped me. I must have bought every. I must have did. I must have bought every product, every brand. I tried everything uh, beard related. Um, you also I bought every. They made uh, a, they, dude, they sent me a Craven Strange embroidered. Yeah, I remember that. Home. I remember. Um, that <laughs> what? So yeah. yeah. Look, they, look. Is that from yeah. a? That's from one of the, one of the companies. Companies that you use. So, yeah, they 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 sent me a box with my picture on it, like a custom made box. Wait, with beard wait. products filled with it. They sent me shirts. I didn't answer these things. I opened up a box one day. Every day I had something on my front porch. I don't have a porch. It's stupid. Um, uh, and and I had boxes, and I would open them up and Frank would be like, "What what'd you get? Is is anything for me?" I'm like, "I didn't order anything." But every day I would have like shirts and hats and you know what, what different. I know of- about Frank too is the fact that when he is into something, he's all in. So this this like beard thing, he not only did he buy every brand, but he also <laughs> bought every flavor and style for every brand and just he wanted to make sure he got the right one i remember uh, i remember you gave me the the one guy out of colorado and uh and it was stupid the the kingsman the kingsman one yeah that was the one that was the one yeah yeah the holy grail i still use that it's it's pretty good but there's other ones that are better but we'll talk about that oh wait a minute minute. yeah off air he can have a whole (laughs) podcast on how to on Ooh. beard products <laughs> or get sponsored that's a whole that's a whole youtube series man i know I, I, thing, I can't you know yeah I don't, I don't know i miss the beard i miss i i miss dj um telling me uh to one at like on a sidebar note which he's never done before he's like you know by the way your beard looks really good <laughs> so i was like what and then he started going back to talking about something else and i was just like did, did, I, did dj just compliment her that's totally weird you know what you need to can you do me a favor? Yes. Can you look right into the camera and say fuck Carol Baskin? <laughs> Who is this Carol Baskin? Who is this? It's, what it's, is this? Uh Tiger King. Have you watched it yet? No. What's Tiger um, King? It, it it just makes everybody feel better about their own lives. It's on so Netflix. Carol, Carol Burnett? Who am I saying? Fuck Carol Burnett. Who is this? No, no, we like Carol Burnett. She was she oh. was great. Carol Baskin? Baskin. What? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Yeah. You want me to say it? Fuck Carol Ber- Baskin Bernard. Whatever her name is. Fuck her. Yeah. That, that yeah we lost. We lost that. Yeah. One. yeah you know. <laughs> you gotta watch it because if you think your life was ever bad, you watch the show <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I am not that bad of a person, or things aren't so. <laughs> Yeah, the, you, you know what's funny? We're talking way. about recovery, and we're talking about all this. You know, how does Frank stay clean? <laughs> you know what show I've been like addicted to? What's uh, Nar- Narcos. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> on we, Netflix. I think we started a little bit of that, but oh my god, Jim and, and I uh, are like addicted to watching this series. We're on series, um, I think two or three. I don't Jen, know, but it's Jen so has, good. Jen has a problem with uh, with subtitles. And accents, and <laughs> yeah, and stuff sub- like that. She's yeah, like, I have ah, problems I with subtitles too. Like, if I'm not paying attention, Kim reads it for me. She'll she'll do it out loud on her own. She'll be like, um, you know, Morgan, and then she'll say the English version. Like, it's, it's so funny. Like, we have a really cool, uh, a, a really cool um, closed captioning relationship. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing that for for Jenna. No. <laughs> I uh, we actually we tried to watch The Wire. Uh, oh, okay. We were really tired after work. It, this is many many years ago. What we were, this is before kids, so it was like seven eight years ago. And we were like, we have to really get on The Wire. And we went through the first episode. She's like, what are those accents? I can't watch this. I'm like, it's Baltimore. <laughs> That's a speech therapist in me, though. I pay too much attention to people's articulation. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it annoys. Yeah. So it's. And sometimes you're just not in the mood to watch something so serious. You need to you watch guys, something like. Do you guys watch the uh, Better Call Saul series? We uh, we saw the first season. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah. We're behind. I heard. I heard it's like getting close Epic. to the breaking part. Uh, breaking. Yeah, it, they, I I just finished. Well, we just finished watching season five, the new one, 
Um, oh my God, it's all good. Um, I definitely recommend it. It's definitely a great series. Well, I, I, my favorite series ever is Breaking Bad. So yeah, Breaking Bad. I, when I was on tour with Dead Superstar, remember I did that whole shtick? I brought a, a, a an iPad with me, and the whole ride of between different shows, I watched every season, every episode in my bunk in the, in the tour bus um, that tour. So that was like Breaking Bad was like the thing. And then when Better Call Saul came out, I was addicted to watching that. Like it's just a great series. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to yeah. get on that. We were talking about series we started and then we're like, meh. We life. kind of abandoned it. Yeah. But life, sometimes life just gets crazy or you have a baby yeah. that doesn't sleep. You don't know what you're doing anymore and you yeah, just drop true. a show. And that's, I don't know. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. I mean, you know, I I stopped watching TV for like years. Like there was a time point in time where I just didn't watch TV, and I it was like five years later. I'm like, I have a TV in my room. I threw dust off. It didn't work. So then one day I went out and bought a TV, the smart TV with all the good stuff in it that I still use. Now I'm like, you know, downloading different apps and like, oh, I can do Spotify with my TV. It's amazing. Like <laughs> stuff that's been existing for like years. I'm like just discovering now. It's a beautiful thing. Technology. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So how you guys hold it up like with everything that's going on? Let's reverse the roles. How oh. are you? <laughs> it's it's a daily struggle. It's up and down. I feel like it's honestly a day-to-day thing. Like yeah. some days are like, I'm good, I got this. This is we're fine. And then like the next day I'm like, oh, this is hard. This is really hard. Yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah, and you know, like uh, you know, like I was saying before like when we first started you know I'm, I'm fortunate i'm super fortunate i'm really lucky that i'm still working they furloughed like 85 percent of my co-workers and oh, i'm man. one of two other guys besides my boss that's working in the office and it, you know so i'm super fortunate super you know uh, i'm really grateful for it yeah but man i'm fucking tired <laughs> i'm just yeah. tired I, I've been because I had the, the operation, um, my health stuff, and because I had Frankie home full, you know, full time. Uh, my my job has been very, very, very gracious on uh, let me work remotely from home. That's awesome. uh, so that has been, a, you know, I've been in my job twenty six years, you know. Wow. Um, so I'm like very lucky, like I'm very blessed and very great. I do not at all take it for granted. Um, what I what I currently still have compared to so many people I know that are just like scraping and um hurting and i feel my heart breaks um so badly you know it's it's so sad that of what what this what happened to so many people throughout the world you know how instantly this whole thing just changed everybody's you know just world you know so um it um yeah like you said like we're very super fortunate and we're very lucky thank god so but it's not you know it's just it's just adjusting like you said you just had to I dove in, we adjusted to begin with, but then, you know, Gavin's in first grade, I'm homeschooling him and I'm working like at the same time. And yeah. then Lacey, so just trying to divide yourself like three or four ways at once. Sometimes it's easier than others. I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah and frankly, it's hard, was... <laughs> Michael, when you're, it's hard too, because when you're, you know, like I get to hear things from the outside. So she's texting me stuff at work and I'm like, Ah, oh, like I want to be there to help, and it's like, shit, I gotta work. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I'm here at my job, and so yeah. it's you know, it's a lot of adjusting. But you guys have always been tight. You guys have been together for so long, and and I'm so like inspired by your relationship, um, for so many years, and I I I've always been that way. Like I've always been silent about it, but you guys know how I feel about you guys personally. But your relationship, Thanks, you know, you guys like you know, that's that's good stuff. You know, you guys got. You together, you know, it's beautiful. You know, you got a beautiful family and uh, you have a lot of respect from this guy uh, personally and uh, professionally and, you know, everything. So, um, thank you. Yeah, you're admired. So, it's good stuff. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, we still like each other after 14 years. So, that's pretty good, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. The liking is definitely a plus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, you had a like. Yeah. (laughs) For sure, and once this is all over, I'm I'm super excited because my studio will be done. Sweet. So, I can't uh, wait, I, I can't wait for this to all be over so I could see everyone play. 
you know, like not just me, me back playing, but like my friends bands, you know, like you guys and, um, you know, Revel nine. And, uh, you know, like I, I, I miss hearing about shows and I miss looking online and seeing people happy, you know, about shows and, you know, um, the social thing, uh, the social media thing went from like one thing to this whole different thing. And I don't, you know, I just hope that all the good that comes, um, you know, all the bad that has happened. So some good comes out of this for everyone, you know, like, yeah. um, and, and we can be creative and write some good songs and, and, and come together and, you know, as a community, like we always had before, you know, um, the FFR craving strange era, uh, right up to, you know, uh, something heavy and craving strange era, you know, like I, it's, it's a beautiful thing that we have. Yeah. Yeah. I went through a, a day last week where I was just like super bummed. Uh, well, I, okay. So we, we had a, a show scheduled for Philly. Uh, May 15th and we got the official word that it was canceled and because uh, Philly is now a hotbed yeah and, uh, you know so I got the cancellation uh, you know confirmation on that and then all of a sudden I was just like man I miss just playing live I miss going to shows uh, once once they lift this ban like I'm just gonna be at every local show again yeah me too me too I mean I you know, I, I, I want to see everyone play, you know, yeah. um, Kim, my girlfriend, you know, she plays in a, she, she was, she plays in a band and like, I only saw her one time play one time because it was so early on. And, and now it's like, you know, we, we she had a gig coming up right before this thing happened. And like, you know, it had, she had to cancel and, um, you know, it, not, she didn't cancel, but it was canceled, but you know, it's sad, you know, she just got this new Brian Moore bass. And, and, you know, she's like, like totally like into like her music. And, and, and it's one of the main things, like, I'm so like, I, I care so much that she loves music. It's like so yeah. cool. Like we have that yeah. mm -hmm. um, aside from everything else. It's been amazing that the connection of music is huge. Yeah. Um, so to see her play and to see her into it as much as like, you know, like I am or anybody else is, is beautiful. You know, but to see it taken away because of everything that's going on really sucks too, you know. So yeah. it doesn't just suck for, you know, me, you know, it sucks for seeing someone else having that taken away. But you know what? It's temporary. Yeah. We're going to come out of this. The scene is going to be huge. Um, we're going to thrive, all of us, and we're going to make some great music and bring some, you know, uh, some good stuff to, to people who need it, you know. Um, and, uh you, you know what I miss out of all this really, you know, and I never thought I would. <laughs> I miss looking out front and seeing G do this when I do a guitar song. <laughs> we have I used to get so, I used to like, I used to slap her. I used to, what are you doing? You know, it's just drive me nuts. But you know, she's great. You know, she like, does that. Cool, uh -huh. right? like, this, like one person there and you're doing that. It's weird. But I, you know, I miss that, you know, the support of the fans and the friends and the people we've met and, you know, in all our aspects of life, you know, um, yeah, I definitely miss it. So yeah, we, had, right we had G on a couple of weeks ago and, uh, yeah, you know, we kind of, we kind of told her story of, of starting off as a fan and then becoming one of us. And she's, yeah. she's, she's totally did transformation. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. She is, I, I respect her dedication to, uh, what she's put into it and what she always puts into it. So yeah. I give her a lot of credit. Absolutely. She has a lot of respect for my end. Definitely. And she also, I, we watched her grow through it, you know, she yep. started out and she's gotten better and better and better because she works at it and is passionate. So, yeah, yeah she's definitely uh, a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Frank, we need to yes, know uh, where, where can people find you, your music, whatever, whatever you want to put out there. Uh, I don't know um, if you want to put your personal page out there or what but yeah I mean, you know what the what best way promoting? to get me i'm promoting www.cravingstrange.net always not um, com, if you no. want, it's not dot com because the guy won't give it up uh for years he owns it he just doesn't want, he won't give it to us he's a piece of shit human being um but uh dot net is actually kind of cool it's like a whole different vibe you know dot com is like you know .net. i want a dot org I thought that was like mm -hmm. Christian.org. 
Well, going from .net to .org is like going from a B movie cast to a C movie cast. So. <laughs> or okay, maybe we should do that. That's probably why I don't, you know, make the decisions final in the band because um, of those things. Um, yeah. So, um, where was I going with this? Oh, you could find me at uh, CravingStrings.net, or um, you could follow uh, my Instagram, uh, which sometimes is a little backstage. Uh, view of uh my personal life and my band and um and my recovery that's craving strain no that's uh instagram slash what's my name today oh frank jr underscore uh strange lead guitarist we can always put it in like the um yeah i don't even remember the I details it a you know yeah, or something we're gonna put it in, in the bio frank. Or the, the, yeah. <laughs> link in the description yeah. Yeah. and also exactly. like your resources the resources that you mentioned that have helped you i want to put that in the description as well so yeah definitely um not the the narcotics anonymous right now just so you know like if anyone is like struggling to get to a meeting and there are obviously there are no meetings or haven't been uh zoom has uh narcotics anonymous meetings so you go to google type in na or narcotics anonymous and the first link that'll come up We'll give you the narcotic, the Narcotics Anonymous website. All the information is on there. It's very easy, and um, you know, definitely, definitely out there. We could make meetings virtually and still keep in touch and you know, keep it connected. Awesome. Well, thanks right, for guys. doing it. No problem. Thanks for letting me uh, come on. I appreciate it. I think it's great you guys are doing this. This is like, you know, the topics that you guys are going to be touching base on, you know, aside from like, obviously the music stuff is, is really important topics that people I think need to hear. So yeah. good yeah, stuff. Man. Thanks dude. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. We will see All you right. uh, soon. You got I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll text you later. Sounds good. All right guys. Take care. Talk to you later.